Welcome to the NBA Morning Deuce. Sunday night, January 10th. It is. We're recording a little bit earlier tonight, Alex. Um, first of all, if if every NBA Sunday was like this, this would be amazing for us, for the type of podcast we do. Last game of the night is starting right now at 8.30, the Warriors game. Um, but also, the show's going to be a little bit different today. Normally on Sundays, what we've been doing, which I like, is we've been doing our overreactions from the week before. We still mm-hmm. have been doing Sunday nights where we we go through the games of the, that day a little bit, but we also do our overreactions. We, we might discuss tonight's games. We might discuss the games today, but it kind of seems silly. The games today seem pointless, it, it, which they aren't. Um, there was one really great game. The Clippers-Bulls game was great. Zach Levine had one of the best games of anybody this year. Um, the Clippers barely beat the Bulls 131-27. The rest of the games, like many games this year, have all kind of sucked. Um, and it, it does kind of seem like it, it would kind of seem pointless to like fine tooth comb go through the games today when the there's a really there's an overarching story with the NBA involving the, the COVID situation and, and and particularly from today, the Heat Celtics game, right? So one of my overreactions when I was writing down my notes earlier today was that the NBA is headed towards a path of a COVID shutdown. And I wrote that before the heat game got postponed. Like I was overreacting to um, the Michael Porter Jr. news from last week and then Jason Tatum being in quarantine. And then there was a report before the heat game got postponed that Avery Bradley had to quarantine and all these guys having to quarantine and, te- and then the Sixers game on Saturday night, right? All these things before the Heat game got postponed today, I was thinking, oh, they're, they're in trouble. Then the Heat game gets postponed, right? Which be- and, and the reason being that the Heat didn't have enough active players, which is absurd considering the Celtics were going to have eight players, right? So the Celtics had nine inactive players for this game. Some due to injury, some due to the COVID protocols, whatever it was. And then the Heat, a, a day after playing the Wizards, which which is something we probably need to discuss too, the Heat also now don't have enough active players. Um, so the game gets postponed. Even more crazy when you consider the fact that your Sixers had to activate Mike Scott and have him dress out when he could not play basketball just to have enough players to play in a game because they didn't have enough players because of COVID or because of the COVID protocols. So it seemed like doing a normal show today, talking about the games, it it, it almost didn't make a ton of sense because it's like, are we headed towards a path or are we headed down a path? Is the league headed down a path where there's going to be not shut down the league? I don't think there's like a big camp, but like a pause. Are they going to have to pause the season is the question at this point um, because it's happening every – every. how often – how many times can they go multiple nights in a row where teams are playing with seven or eight guys? It's it's not fair to the players. It's not fair to the coaches. But the but in, in particular, like even like, you know, Tyrese Maxey, yeah, he's a kid. But like how many times can you throw that kid out there to play 48 minutes? You know, it just – it doesn't make sense. Yeah, it I'm really not sure. The thing that's... By the way, before you go on, Corey James, it does suck. You're right. That's a really good way. I mean, that's probably better said than what I'm about to say. But um, I just am not sure a pause makes... Like, this vaccine is still down the road for people like you and me and and probably for NBA... Young, healthy people, the vaccine is... It's going to be a while, right? So I'm just kind of trying to wrap my mind around what a pause would achieve, you know? Well, a pause to maybe reevaluate their strategy because... They did rush this season to get it. They rushed the season to be able to do 72 games so that the next season wouldn't be pushed back and it wouldn't lose a ton of money. And I I understand where the league's coming from, right? You you have to balance like how much money can we lose to where the business is falling apart to where – balance that with what's best for the players and the teams. And obviously it seems as though – the strategy that they put together, which was the testing and contact tracing and all that stuff, is not working out. 
at least seeming like I know every league has had their problems, right? The 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 NFL had the stuff with the Ravens. They had to postpone their games and the Titans had the outbreaks and stuff like that. And then you mentioned how MLB, I don't really know all much about what happened with MLB. But it's this strikes me as a little bit more uh like a wildfire than those other situations. I would completely agree. Yeah. And uh, I would say that this, until people are vaccinated, it doesn't seem like this version works, you know, with, with, okay, we're going to test a shitload, but we're still going to have guys traveling to different cities and playing back to backs. Look, we know a bubble works, right? And apparently that's off the table. It seems like a bubble is totally off the table, but that's the only way I see this working. Really? I, mm-hmm. I just don't know because you can't space these games out far enough. Unless unless they drastically cut the season, they say, okay, look, we're playing 50 games, and then you put at least two di- two, two days between each game so that you have time to, to test. But and also, uh, but, but that's, but the thing, okay, but I guess part of the issue becomes, even if you have two days between every single game, if someone gets, if someone tests positive, then they're out for 10 to 14 days, and everyone who's been in contact with them is out for at least a few days. So you're still going to have situations like this where, teams only have seven or eight active players. Yeah. I, I just feel like it would it would allow for um like the prevention of other teams catching it from certain players. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. it, it just gives more time. It's it's the reason the NFL worked out. I mean it's a full week that's different from a couple days, but I just feel like the more time in between you can identify who cannot play and who can't would make this run smoother, but I don't know. I just I don't know think that, I don't know that they'd make it through the way things are going right now. Look, we're we're done. We just finished week three. We haven't even made it 10 games into the season, right? Most teams have not played 10 games or they've played 10, just about 10 games. Um, which means if it were, if they knocked it down to 50 games, how are they going to get through 40 more games the way things are going? Well, yeah, and, I'm just, and you can't, by the way, that, and you can't change that without pausing the season. You can't yeah, just no, say I, we're changing the schedule. So no matter what happens, it seems like, they they're gonna have to power through with a bunch of terrible games and, a, and putting players in a really bad situation in teams, or something. Or they're gonna have to at least take a, a week and say, "Hey, we're just pushing the schedule forward a week as we reevaluate what we decided to do here." Right, but yeah, but what could they arrive at besides the bubble? I, I guess I, I mean, don't know. There's a lot smarter people out there working on this sort of thing than me, but I I, I don't know. I I, I don't know. <laughs> it yeah. sucks, and just man. and just to be clear, like. There's probably people who maybe think it's an over. This is an actual overreaction, but let's just go through this past, actually, this season in general. All mm-hmm. right, through three weeks, opening night, a game was postponed because of because of the COVID situation. Right, Thunder Rockets was postponed. Mm-hmm. You had five guys, whatever it was, Boogie, John Wall, Eric Gordon, and some other guys, all had to quarantine because of they were getting their hair cut or something. Sunday night tonight that we're recording this heat the second game already of this season has been postponed both neither team basically had a, a team the heat had like six players that could play the the celtics had eight players that could play but neither of them like both teams were missing the majority of their rosters um saturday night as we already mentioned the sixers only had eight active players but one of them couldn't even play he just dressed so that they could play um Michael Porter Jr. already quarantined for seven days and now has to quarantine for another 10 to 14 days. Kevin Durant already had to miss a week because of this. Um, uh, and now the Mavericks, Maxi Kleba tested positive and they had to shut down their facility today. In, T- in Tampa, they were allowing fans at Raptors and Lightning games. Not anymore because they're surging in Tampa. So now fans aren't allowed in games. Like this thing is, it's widespread and and... It just doesn't seem like continuing games the way they're continuing. It doesn't seem like uh, that it's sustainable to get. Through I agree. That. Well, here, well, it is sustainable. Like they could do it, but it's going to be a lot of bad basketball, and it's not going to help your standing with fans. Like fan, fans can't. As a fan of the NBA, you can't be happy with for games getting postponed is one thing, but you, I, like watching that Sixers game yesterday. Now, Tyrese Maxey was fun. But like you can't be happy with that. Like that they mm-hmm. can't have multiple times like that where you're like, this is the product we're putting on the floor. 
Right. And I think what we haven't even started to see yet is backlash from teams and players and coaches about like fairness in terms of what's getting postponed and what's not. Like, well, why, sure. why was the, the, the Rockets game on opening night postponed? Essentially because James Harden got suspended for being an asshole, right? So then the Sixers technically have enough guys because Mike Scott, who couldn't play, like, as this starts to unfold and the NBA's got to make decisions on a case by case basis, like they're going to get some things, they're going to get things wrong. Right. And then, and then it leaves you to wonder like, why, why are we doing this? If, if we don't have faith that, that things are even fair here in terms of who's playing and who's getting postponed and things like that. It it happened in the NFL, right? Like Lamar Jackson, like Lamar Jackson couldn't play. So the Ravens game got postponed, but then the Broncos had to play with a, a wide receiver as their quarterback. Yeah. So it's like, nobody's figured it out yet. Right. Um, and I do get that it's, you know, we're in the middle of a pandemic, like it's extenuating circumstances. So maybe, you know, the word down from the commissioner is, look, some people are going to get screwed, deal with it. But I just don't know in a 62 or 72 game season, if that's going to work at all, you know, people like people are going to start getting pissed and confused about what the actual deal is. I know I already am with the contact tracing. I flat out don't understand what requires things to be contact traced and what doesn't. Right. Um, I don't know, man. Adam Silver's job is very difficult right now. Yeah, and according to Woj, the NBA has already said they have no plan on pausing the season due to thinning rosters. But they don't. There's there's no plan until there's a plan, right? right. Like, yeah, there's if the, if it keeps happening every night. Now, there might be. There's two things. There might be an easy solution here. Maybe the NBA needs to take a look at whatever the fuck is going on in Washington, because. It's been a week straight where every team that plays Washington has multiple people having to sit out after they play Washington. It's not even – it's absurd, and I don't understand how the league has not – how there isn't more talked about this. Um, KD had to sit for a week after he played Washington. Your Sixers, all those guys had to sit. Seth Curry got COVID after they played Washington, and now all those guys had to sit, right? Right. Jason Tatum, there's video of him after the game basically hugging Brad Beal and talking like mouth to mouth. And then Jason Tatum is out 10 to 14 days. And now the Heat just played Washington two nights ago. Their game is postponed. Something is happening with the Wizards and the league is not addressing it. How are the Wizards still playing games when every team that's the that is that's where the league is really gonna really gonna mess themselves up here. They have to at least address this. Like, how is it possible that all these teams have guys sitting out and games are getting postponed immediately after they play the Wizards, but the Wizards are still playing basketball? It makes no sense. It doesn't make any sense, but probably the sense the NBA will try to look at is that nobody on the Wizards is testing positive, right? I mean... I don't know. Yeah. (laughs) I guess, but something's got to be going on. I mean, it, it, it's too much of a coincidence that all these teams have guys having to either sit or cancel games the day after. Like that that outlet down here that I always mention, mm-hmm. Five Reasons, that covers the Heat extensively. Th- th- that that day before the Wizards game, their main account tweeted, "I would anticipate players from the Heat having to sit after this game," and it happened. Yeah, it's bizarre. I mean, it's not out of the realm of possibility that it is a coincidence, you know? So I, I don't know. I mean, it's crazy. It, it'd be an insane I mean, it, coincidence, but it, it is, could it, be. It, it, yes, it could be a coincidence, but yeah. come on, man. Like, it's No, I know. I but know. at least, but, like, I, I would say, even if it is a coincidence, isn't it, like, incumbent upon the league to be like, we're looking into what's going on and why all these teams have positive <laughs> cases right after they play the Wizards. Yeah, they should like, say that. Maybe there's an easy solution to this. Maybe there's false positives. Maybe someone in within their organization. Like, who knows what's going on? But it just seems too – and I'm not like a conspiracy theory guy, but it does seem too – like it too much. I think the word you're looking for, Corey, our boy Corey James just uh, commented. Yeah, sketchy. pop that up there. Sketchy. It's super sketchy. Corey James. Yeah, for Very sure. sketchy. Um I don't understand how more is not being made. I mean, it is being made like people on social media are Mm -hmm. addressing it and some writers and people have mentioned it. But um, the league, here's the thing. The answer right now from the league can't just be there's no plan to shut to pause. Like I think this week they have to come out and say, here's what our plan is going. I don't think they can just like, 
I mean, they could do whatever they want, I guess. But it, it seems unlike the NBA, who generally speaking are at the forefront of everything, right? And they generally make the right decisions. It would be pretty wild to me that if Adam Silver doesn't at least release a statement or something saying, here's what our plan is moving forward. Mm-hmm. Because right now, I would say most fans are probably looking around saying, this thing is falling apart, it seems, and, and it's not going to make it to the end of the year. I'm with you. Um, refresh me again how many games are scheduled right now? Because maybe that's what it's like. We'll reevaluate when we get to this I mean, point. only up but, until – I don't know how many games it is, but it's only up until All-Star break, which is not even happening. Like, they're not having an All-Star game. Right. So – Maybe that's what they're saying is we already have this built-in pause coming, but that's not soon enough. So I'm with you. I, I don't I don't know. There's only so the, the only reason the NBA hypothetically can get away with this is the lack of parity in the NBA. And it just has how it's always been, right? So um like I don't again, I, I don't I can, I really only can compare it to the NFL. It's hard for me to compare to any other sport because I don't follow other sports enough, like baseball or anything. But like in the NFL, no matter what, really any team's got a shot. Like if you make the playoffs, you got a chance because mm-hmm. of the one and done nature and all that stuff. No matter what happens in the regular season this year, we kind of have this idea that there's like six or seven teams that have a legit chance to win a championship. So if you, you know, if you're the NBA, as long as something wild doesn't happen where the Lakers don't have LeBron and AD for two months and then they miss the play. You know what I'm saying? Like as long as all the teams that you anticipate being your teams make the playoffs, I guess it really doesn't matter a ton. There's no fans. So you're not losing fan money. It's not like you're pissing off the fans who paid their money to go watch these games. You're going to probably lose ratings, but the ratings I don't think are great this year anyways. Maybe they just look at it as like, we can't lose any more money than we already have. We have to press forward. I think that is exactly what they're doing. It seems like it, or else they would have paused the season already. I think they're just going to plug away. Um, the product is probably going to suffer, but you know, it's it's the lesser of two evils. We'll we'll shove a shitty product out there and, and make our money as opposed to disappointing these advertisers and pausing or shutting down the season. So they're in a corner. They're definitely in a corner, and I really think it's the the only way that this would um, come to a halt is if enough players, like the players' association, was like, "Look, we're not. We don't feel safe. We're, we're done here." I, I was gonna say, like, the, it, it's surprising, and maybe it just this was the maybe this game getting postponed was what needed to happen. But I'm surprised the players' association has been pretty quiet up to this point. Right. Well, they've got money on it too, right? Riding on it too, you know, or money implications, I should say. Um, yeah, I mean, everybody does, but at the same, t- but it like. Yeah, I don't know. Do you get a like? Does a player do they? I guess they have to get their game checks. But like, what happens if you just don't play a bunch of games? Do you, do you get your game checks? Like, I don't, I don't know how that know. works. If enough people agree, man, it's it's really messy, really messy, dude. <sighs> yeah, my gut right. is that the NBA just pushes forward, and and you know we have a horrible product this season, but they get through it. But I, I really don't know. Yeah, yeah. Well, there's already. I mean. Regardless of um, teams, games getting postponed and teams playing with smaller rosters, the product already has not been very good this year. I was going to say that it's the, the blowout thing is. I mean, it continued tonight, you know, yeah. and that's part of the reason why we don't even have to really recap some of these games tonight. Like the only close game today was the um, Clippers Bulls, was the right? Clippers Bulls, which was a great game. I watched that game. It was it was a great back and forth battle. I'm not going to dive into it too much, but I talked about it. Zach Levine and Kawhi basically just went at each other. But then OKC beat the brakes off of Brooklyn, which was a pretty interesting game. Denver beat the brakes off of New York. The Lakers currently are beating the Rockets by 15 in the third quarter. Um, Utah beat Detroit, who is probably the worst team in the NBA at the moment. It, like, it's just, it, it's just not good. I mean... Spurs and and and, T, and uh, the T Wolves are playing right now. Does anyone care about that game? <laughs> Warriors. I have Warriors Raptors on right here. The Raptors are awful. Like, does any like the best game of the night is the game that got canceled? The Heat. The Heat Celtics. That's a bad look for the NBA. Yeah. Yeah, dude. Corey, 
we, Corey, I don't know if this is your, Corey James, I don't know if you're, this is your first time watching or listening to the show, but we, we generally, every night we do, we get, we do picks for the next day. We haven't been able to do it as consistently as we'd like to, because like you're saying, the game lines are always off because, and we're not going to do picks tonight because there are no lines because Vegas has no idea what to do. How could yeah. they? <laughs> yeah. It's impossible. Playing. They don't, they don't, don't know, know who's playing in the game. Yeah. Um, but it's a good point, And that's why we probably won't do picks tonight. Um, so yeah, it, it yeah, I, but I, I have a, I have a feeling you're probably right. You know, I, I, I don't, don't think they will shut down, but I mean, if this happens every night, if yeah, there's a game right. a night where a team has eight guys or a game has to get postponed, like, how can you keep, how can you keep going? Yeah. It's just not fair. It's just not right to the fan bases. It's not right to the players. There is um, one other scenario that gets this thing shut down real quickly, by the way. And that's if someone dies gets from really COVID. Sick. Yeah, or gets really sick. Yeah, which like is kind of insane that I can't think of an athlete that Von no. Miller apparently was in bad shape, right? But yeah, I haven't heard of any. That, I haven't heard of any of these athletes that have gotten it being really yeah, sick. No. Yeah. So, but I will say this: like, you know, I'll bring up the Sixers again. You start the season seven and one; they look better than I can remember them ever looking. Probably, I mean, at least since the year they got knocked out in, by the Raptors, right? Mm-hmm. But they look great. Uh, and now everything's thrown off. And Completely. when you look at the top of the, like, I don't know if home court advantage is going to matter a ton in the playoffs this year because of the nature of this season. But the top of the East, that top five, those top five seeds in the East are going to be pretty important or going to be pretty close, right? A game or two could separate any of it. And now the Sixers might go on a run here where they lose a bunch of games and it could come back to bite them later in the year because they're only playing with eight guys. Yeah. Like Joel Embiid, you told me, you said after the show last week or last show last week, Embiid basically said, I have a a young son. I'm going to quarantine until I feel safe. And he he's barking on Twitter tonight a little bit cryptically. I I saw Well, he he retweeted the tweet about canceling one, about one team getting a game canceled, but the Sixers not getting their game canceled. Right. I mean, Embiid, Embiid, yeah, he's been, he's had a couple of tweets today that were a little bit cryptic, like you said. So uh, it's uh, it, it, it's not going to have a huge impact in terms of teams making and missing the playoffs, I don't think. But it, it could have an implication on seeding down the line, which is important. Even, For sure, yeah. I mean, even, even without fans, and hopefully you would hope that by the playoffs, there will be at least some fans. Uh, at this rate, I... Probably it seems not. like we're we're going in the wrong direction. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely going in the wrong direction. Yeah, but but you never know. Plus, right. I, I mean, even like you know, some of the if you talk to these guys, I'm sure like I'm sure the Sixers would rather play at their on their home court. Oh, throughout the playoffs, sleep, sleep in their own beds. Yeah, that's, right. Instead yeah. of having to like go down to Miami or go to Boston, you know. Mm-hmm. So these these COVID games are gonna they will at least have some impact in, in terms could have some type of impact in terms of seating. Like Boston's won three in a row. They just started to like really get things together and they're, and they weren't even totally healthy. They've won three in a row. They're seven and three right now. Now, now the majority of their team is quarantining. So who knows? Like either way, Jason, even if they get enough players to play in their next game, Jason Tatum's still out 10 to 14 days. So they could very easily lose a couple games. That's going to come back to impact them. Just, it's just not, it's, it's not a great look right now for the league, but I, I I do agree. I don't see it necessarily changing a ton. Yeah. Um. All right. Well, should we roll through some of our other non-COVID related overreactions yeah. from the league? Yeah. Let's do it. Um. All right. My my second overreaction outside of all the COVID stuff for this week was after watching Lamelo Ball become the youngest player in NBA history to record a triple double. I end, I think watching him play, he may end up being the perfect NBA point guard. And the reason being is because he's 6'8, he can guard multiple positions, he's shooting 36% from three. His shot's not good looking, but it goes in. He does a little bit of everything. He's an he's already one of the best passers in the league. And he can score, but he's never gonna score enough like average enough points to where you're going to have to max him out. 
Like, I don't think he's ever going to be a max player. But that's perfect. Like, that's perfect. Like, he's, you want, he's, I mean, it's like Brogdon, the way I talk about Brogdon. Now, the way Brogdon's playing this year, he may end up getting a max deal at the end of this. That guy's playing out of his mind. But I don't think LaMelo's ever going to be a 25-a-night guy. I think he'll always be in the high teens when he's in it. Like, when he gets to his prime, he'll be in the high teens and averaging a bunch of assists and rebounds. But I don't think that's going to get him a max deal, but that's perfect. Like, you don't want to build... What? They already got one guy a max deal. Who? Ben Simmons. Yeah, well, that's different. He was the first overall pick. Yeah, um, that is the big difference. I think there was some... Uh, there's a lot more expectation around mm-hmm. Ben Simmons. And they're also different players. Like, Ben much, Simmons much is... Much different players, yeah. Ben, ben Simmons' game is predicated on his absurd athleticism f- and, and just the things he does for a guy his size. I think LaMelo is more of a natural, just he's a point guard. Like it's there. Mm. No one's looking at him as like a six, eight freak who should be a point guard. And it's like, this guy's a point guard. Um, but again, I mean, maybe it does. Maybe eventually they say, oh, we have to, but I, I just don't see him ever being, I see him being a, a high level, maybe even an all-star level, which I guess at this point in the NBA, being an all-star can get you a max because there's so few guys, but at his size and his skill set. It's he's a he's the guy I would want as my point guard because I wouldn't I wouldn't feel obligated to pay a guy averaging 16, 17 a game max money. But again, I guess Rudy Gobert also got it. So, like, I mean, maybe I'm wrong on this. right? I, I, no, I, I like agree with your premise that, yeah, if you can pay a guy like that under the max, that that would be great. I just think that there's enough one teams that suck enough that like aren't paying well, anybody. The, the that, yeah, the, <laughs> I just I think. If he's putting up the numbers you're talking about, I, I actually do think someone, whether it's the Hornets or somebody else, will offer that kind of money, maybe. But, but I don't know. And in terms of how good he is, I you've watched so much more of him than I have. The only time I really saw him was against the Sixers, and I think I can write those games off because the Hornets were horrible in both of those games. So the, for me, the jury's out on LaMelo Ball. Um, I told you I was really low on him, and I, I'm not going to be high on him until I watch him play better, you know? But... Obviously. Well, well, you've obviously not watched him play because he's played really well this year. I'm so I'm saying the the two games I watched him were the Sixers games, and he was just meh to me. So I got to see more. But yeah, you got You need to. He's playing. He's very good. I watched him play against the Hawks, and now, granted, there probably should be an overreaction in here about the Hawks because they look horrible. And mm-hmm. and by the way, we might as well mention it because we don't have it really as part of the show. Bogdan Bogdanovich has an avol. He it came out today. He had fractured his knee last game. Uh, like an avulsion fracture though. So I, I think it's, it's like a chip. It's not like a full like break. Okay. It's, it's like a, it's a different type of fracture. It's, I think it's like eight to 12 weeks, which is still a long time, but it's not like torn ACL something. Yeah. It's not a season thing. Uh, well, I guess this year it might be a season thing the way that the league's going, but that team's a mess. But I will say when I was watching LaMelo play against Trey Young, I was like, I know people will think I'm crazy and, and everyone's going to shit on me today. We'll see what they think three years down the line. I think I would take Lamelo Ball over Trey Young right now. For the few, for in no, terms just of building right now to win it to win to win a game, really? To, no, no, not to win a game to be okay. part of a winning team down the by line. The way, or, by the way, or, or the, this season, the Hornets have a better record than the Hawks right now. The Hawks are a mess. I know, I, and they're built around Trey Young. So, Hornets, sorry, when you're saying right now, you're saying like this season or down the road? Because no, no, right now, right that's now, that's kind of right. that, that is pretty wild to me. I, that that's I, wild. Trey Young is such an absurd defensive liability. It doesn't get talked about enough. Like watching that, he is. I mean, he there was a play where Lamelo got like an offensive rebound and got it at about 18 feet and just took Trey Young into the post. And Lamelo Ball looked like a Olajuwon. <laughs> yeah, you I mean, me that. Yeah, that's... it 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 was awful. And just Trey Young, you know, the the way people used to shit on Harden early in his career over how bad he was defensively, they might as well just start making the videos about Trey Young. He is a negative, negative defensive player. Like, and there's no, and it, you can't even say like the Steph uh, Trey Young comparisons in this regard because Steph tries. Steph plays with effort on defense. He's not a ter- Trey Young's a minus defensive player, and it looks like I don't know the team just doesn't look like. I mean, I know the reports came out that him and John Collins got after it and this and that. It looks like the team does not like him. 
they look like they don't like each other. Like th- those guys on that team. And you texted me like I could see Trey Young being, I don't remember Either what you said. Either said a prick or a dick. I'm not sure. But yeah. Well, whatever I've, it was, I've interviewed him. I interviewed him at All-Star or at the draft the year he was, he, he struck me as a very arrogant person. I don't know if that was just like he was having a bad day, he was sick of doing media, whatever. He struck me as kind of arrogant. Mm-hmm. And Lamelo probably is a little bit too. But it's just like, I, it's, I know it's absurd and you're laughing at it right now. But we'll see what what comes to pass. Mm-hmm. Lamelo Ball just became the youngest player in NBA history to get a triple double. He's already shown that he can do more things on the basketball court than Trey Young can do. Trey Young can score. He can score, and he's a very good passer. But again, check go back in history. How many guys averaging ten assists a game win NBA championships? He the his usage rate is such, and the way they run their offense through him, he's going to average a ton of assists. Because he's the ball in his hands every every minute of the game. I just I don't know. There's just to be I, clear. I, what I'm having an issue. What I'm I, I don't know if I actually laugh, but what I said was wild. Was the the I guess the this season or, or right now thing in two to three years. I wouldn't be shocked if Lamelo Ball is is head and shoulders just the better player than Trey Young. But I just think he he has a long way to go. And right now, Trey Young is an uh, an unbelievable weapon offensively. That right yeah, now, like I, I, I'm just like I guess my thing with Trey Young is, yes, he's playing really well, and and yes, he averaged close to thirty, and he was close to leading the league in assists. But his teams have been bad. Yeah, they, they have. have I'm not. They I'm have. Not and, and right, Trae and, Young. and I'm telling you right now, that team is very bad right now. Yeah, they're like, not good. Like they're already an awful defensive team, the Hawks. And they can't score. They're supposed to be like a dynamic scoring team. Now, Gallinari has basically only played one game this year. Rondo's hurt, and now Bogdanovich is out. So they're basically back to what they were last year. But they were better, but they were a good offensive team last year. They were like middle of the road. Right now, they're like in the 20s in offensive efficiency. I'm just saying, watching LaMelo, the way he fits with a subpar team, like, He'll be the starter. If Devontae Graham keeps playing the way he's playing, he's going to be the starter there. He's going to start for them. And I would I would peg him right now to be rookie of the year. The wow. more minutes he gets. He just looks good. I'm shocked at how comfortable he looks out there. I, I can't wait for my next Charlotte game to watch because I am Well now he's gonna play like shit. I mean I, <laughs> oh, I just I just I just I just Maybe. jinxed him. But the way he's been playing, he looks very good. All right, should I go for my overreaction? Should I go positive or negative? Because I've got, I'm, um, I'll go negative. You just went positive with Lamelo Ball, but might do you, be the perfect. Do, do you perfect. have a positive? One? I do. <laughs> my last one is. What? Oh yeah. Okay. I'll go negative. Oh, you're gonna go negative. Okay. R- Russell Westbrook's career is toast. <laughs> I put it up on the screen. And the number that is blowing my mind. Oh, a couple numbers. The number one number is the five three point attempts per game. Okay. Was is He's that new? Was he terrible? He? No, oh, like okay. he has been so bad at three point shooting for so long now. Why on earth is he shooting five a game, bro? Like, and I'm the I'm the first to say it about Ben Simmons is he has to extend his game. He has to at least attempt them, right? But not five a game, two, one. You know, like that that'd be great. But well, like he, the Embiid, I mean, the way Embiid is. Right, well, yes, exactly. Embiid is taking the least amount of threes of his career, and he's having MVP type year. This guy hasn't shot over thirty percent from three since the twenty sixteen seventeen season. Okay, that's a long time at this point. No reason on earth this guy should be shooting five a game, and I really truly think the Wizards are suffering as a result. Now, an even more confusing stat. Okay, <laughs> first nine years of the guy's career, he shoots eighty two point three. From the free throw line. The last four years, he's down to 71.6. Okay. I doubt, I doubt you can find a player in the league with that type of regression from the free throw line. It's insane. So does he not care? Like, what is going on to knock your free throws down 11 percentage points? I, I don't Does he not He's gotten care? worse. Ever. I feel like he is gets he not worse. As, I feel like, like he's gotten worse as a shooter every year. This might be harsh, but like my hunch is that he's completely stat hunting, and all he cares about is getting his ten boards and his ten assists and his triple double on the record, and that's it. Like, what's going on with this guy, man? I I don't, I don't know. But I will say, like, 
when I saw you write this, like besides from the stats, the reason his career might be toast is because this team sucks. Right, but they shouldn't be this bad. But that's what I'm saying. Yeah. But at my point, I'm saying like if he was having a down year but they were at least competitive and it was like, oh, Russ went there, the team got a little bit better, he's struggling but he's making the team better, then you'd be like, okay, maybe there's more there. But he's been awful and the team is awful. And it doesn't help that Thomas Bryant is now out for the year. Yeah, that's that's really bad. Um so yeah, I, I mean, I I'm just saying, like, from your to to add on to it is like, if he has this bad of a year and they don't somehow turn it around, which I don't see a scenario how the, right now why they do. No, I don't either. They've just gotten substantially worse with that Thomas Bryant. But by the way, Ty, Thomas Bryant tore his ACL, so he's out for the year. He was having a career year for them, and he's their only like legit big man on the team. So that's a that's I mean that's awful for them, but um. Yeah, man. I mean, if this team, they have the worst record in the NBA right now. Mm-hmm. No, if they, if they, they finish in the bottom, if they finish like in the bottom five of the league, yeah. I mean, his career is not necessarily toast because I think he still has years on his deal. But I understand what you're saying. Like, it might be I, done for him after this contract. There was a tiny, tiny piece of me in my mind that thought Russell Westbrook could win a title somehow, some way, and now that's gone. No well, chance. He just can't. Yeah, it's tough. It sucks. I mean, I didn't think he could win. Do you, you mean you thought he could win a title as the best player on a team? No, not necessarily. Maybe he would squeaked his way. Like I, I don't know. Maybe he he got himself onto a I team. Mean, of, yeah. If he, I mean, he could at the end of this deal just go play for a, a loaded team. I guess, but I don't know if he'd even he be do willing like to J- do that. And the it Jason Kidd, Gary Payton route, where right, but at the end of their still, career, they just go win a title. Doesn't seem like he's willing to embrace any sort of role other than I'm going to take a shitload of threes and and go for my triple doubles every night because there's just no defending th- five three point attempts per game when you can't make any. Like, I mean, you're way below average. You're not helping your team. What don't you see about that after four years? I don't know. Yeah, no, I don't disagree. I mean, I feel like his career has kind of been toast. For a little bit, prob. I mean, for a little while. I mean, he's just been regressing, you know. Definitely, yeah. I just, I just thought that once he got traded out of OKC, the writing was kind of on the wall. Mm-hmm. And also seeing like the Rockets got worse with him, and they changed the way they play for him, and they got wor- like that situation became sort of a mess, and now. The Wizards are. In I guess big the biggest, biggest difference is that he's pro- he's going to miss the playoffs. He's never missed the playoffs, you know. And this is like he's always been able to win. He did with who? What with OKC? It was uh, the year Kevin Durant got hurt. Ah, okay, gotcha. But he that was the year. So if you if you remember back, Russell Westbrook really exploded as the current Russell Westbrook that we know, the triple double machine. The year that Kevin Durant got hurt, and. It, and he went on this triple-double. He didn't average a triple-double that year. But he went on a tear of like triple-double, like 40-point triple-doubles. And everyone was like, man, this guy might be the best point guard in the NBA. But they didn't make the playoffs. And then I think it was the next year, Russell Westbrook got hurt towards the end of the season. And the Thunder made the playoffs without Russell Westbrook. And that's when I was telling people, I'm like, why are we not talking about this? Right? This guy... You know, and obviously when KD left, they still made the playoffs, but he and he willed them to the playoffs, and that was peak Russell Westbrook. But yeah, I mean, I think ever since that year, um, where they where he averaged a thirty point triple double, and they were a six seed, and then they got knocked out in the first round, it's all been regression. Yeah, it just to me, it just does not seem like he's willing to sacrifice stats for the better of the team. That's yeah. that's no good. Well, my next overreaction is. I guess sort of this is my last overreaction, which I guess is related here. I think Brad Beal will be traded before James Harden, uh, and I know now. I know that the Wizards have been pretty, in, you know, staunch that they're not going to trade Brad Beal. But if they keep losing games at this pace and he keeps playing the way he's playing, I don't see a scenario where it doesn't get super contentious, like. Scoring 60 and losing, having the worst record in the NBA, losing arguably your second best player because if we're being honest, Thomas Bryant was probably their second best player at the moment, the way he was playing. 
if you want to win games and yeah if you're looking at it yeah from like that way. like like i get the i've talked about like loyalty is overrated right and the harden thing is a little different harden's a little older um and harden we've harden's had great years right like harden's been to an nba finals harden has almost led this rockets team to the finals brad beal has not done anything and he's just toiling away and his prime is being wasted in Washington and not, and you got to think that if they go if they get to like game 25 and they're still bottom two or three team in the league he's going to demand a trade like he's going to have to he's going to demand out and i think most of these teams that want James Harden would rather have Brad Beal at this point that's a good point. Yeah, after what has unfolded with James Harden and and just yeah. age, like this, yeah. they they bring the same thing to the table at this point in their careers. Brad Beal is averaging thirty a game. The guy just had sixty the other night in yeah. three quarters. Basically, he had fifty seven at the end of the third. So he basically brings the same thing to to the table as Harden at this point in their careers, and he's younger and also doesn't have any of the baggage. Right, he's been a pretty good soldier to the Wizards organization. You know, I don't want to be traded or whatever, but. It's going to get to a point where he's he's got to be like, I mean, I can't be here. Mm-hmm. <laughs> We're just awful. Which, I, no, I agree. I don't even think it's an overreaction. I think, well. it's Well, I don't know. I mean, It's more I, of a prediction than anything. But yeah. Yeah, I, I, yeah that's true. Um, I don't know. I hope so. Because that dude is an animal. And it just sucks not seeing him in the playoffs year after year. And they're not making the playoffs this year. I really don't think so. Yeah. I mean, again, it, it's just more of like the, we've already seen Harden succeed. And I understand he hasn't won a title, but and, and he wants to go somewhere where he has a chance to win a title. I just want Brad Bill to go somewhere where he can play in the playoffs. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, yeah, exactly. we have seen James Harden play well and be in the. He's been in the playoffs like every year of his career, pretty much, and been at the highest level almost. I don't even know how many times Brad Bill has. Has Brad Bill been in the playoffs? Uh, with with John Wall at one point, like probably John Wall's last healthy year. Which was who knows? How long and then, and, and even yeah. those teams, there yeah, they you, didn't have a shot at doing yeah, anything. They, yeah. So, but this guy, if you put this guy on any of all these teams that are potentially looking at James Harden, if you put Brad Beal on any of those teams, he immediately makes them arguably the best team in the East. Now, yeah, I think so. Would the Wizards trade him to an Eastern Conference team? That also, I'm not really sure. But mm-hmm. I guess when you have a disgruntled player, like for example, New Orleans with AD. You just got to get the best package you can get because they had to tra- they trade them to the Lakers within the conference is the best thing they could get. Yeah, um, they actually might get more for Brad Beal at this point than John Wall or than what the Rockets could get for Harden. It's possible because of age. Yeah, yeah. Um, all right, all right. What's, I'm going to skip your next one. I, I don't feel like talking about Kyrie Irving, so I'm going to skip that one. The guys, I just basically in summary, it's a gigantic. But that's your, but that's your last. That's your last one, right? No, no. I have this the the Suns. Oh yeah, I'm gonna go I with think which? Kyrie's more interesting. Okay, all right. Well, we can we can hammer Kyrie some more if you want. I mean, it's I just, just think it. it, it I, yeah, no. Go, go ahead. Go ahead. I I think this Kyrie thing, which is I think flying a little bit under the radar because of all the COVID news. A little bit, yeah. But this guy is refusing to play. He's under contract. He's refusing to play and won't tell anybody why. Okay, so. That is a huge other than, problem. Other than sources who say he's right. not playing well, he, because of the riot. He, yeah, he right. won't come out. He has and not tell addressed people. the media. Yeah. Um, and this is just the latest fiasco in in how many now? You know how many of these Kyrie stories pop up? It's one a year, two a year. So if this doesn't undo that team, his next one will, or the one after that. Um, I just feel bad for Kevin Durant, man. I, and there's no way Kevin Durant knew this guy well enough to know he was getting himself into ahead of time when. I don't know that that's true. I thought the whole thing was that they wanted to play together, and that's why he went to Brooklyn. Maybe, but I'm saying maybe he didn't know him well enough as a person to be like, this guy's legitimately off his rocker. I I, I don't know. Um, if Kevin Durant can win a title with this guy, I mean, that would be in, in a tier of its own. The only guy to do it is LeBron, obviously. Like, mm-hmm. this, is a, this is a mess, and it sucks for Durant's career because, I mean – with how top heavy the NBA is, Kevin Durant can't win a title by himself. And if he does, it'd be absolutely insane. But he needs somebody as talented as Kyrie Irving to do it. And I don't think this guy's going to be around. I just don't. He's just, he's a crazy person. Yeah, something's, something's up with it. Like, 
Yeah, I, I bang on Kyrie all the time. I know he's a he's he's got some. There's you know he's, um, um, but um, there's. I, I'm a little concerned about him, actually. I, yeah, like I, mean, I, I just I I don't know if I should be, but he's he's missed three games over this, and I'm not again just like we talked about on Friday, um, you know they. I'm not going to I'm not going to knock him if he really feels that strongly. But is this a protest? Is he protesting? Is 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 he protesting or is he just to, like he doesn't feel like playing because like I don't even I guess think it, it's so hard to know but like yeah, he's just like Steve Nash said today he doesn't know when, there's no timeline. So I I think a requirement of a protest is that the people you're demonstrating to know what's up, you know, like nobody knows what this is. So what could it possibly achieve? Like protests are meant to achieve things like create change. We don't know anything about this. Like say something, then it could be a protest. Then maybe people are on board with it, but we're all in the dark because Kyrie's doing his thing. He's making his art or whatever. Yeah. I don't know. It just, it it is like to sit out that first game. I would say, okay, I didn't yeah, like same. it. I didn't like the way he handled it. I same. didn't like not telling Steve Nash. I didn't like any of that. Um, I didn't like the fact that every other player had to play and he just chose not to play because it would have been like if every player on the team was just like, we're not playing, it would have been, th- there would have been huge ramifications league wide if the entire Nets team was just like, we're not playing. Mm-hmm. But instead they all just played and he just chose not to play. I didn't like that. Again, we talked about like if he needed like a mental health break or whatever people were saying about him, not going to knock him for that either. If he right, you're but saying if he just right, comes out and says it, if, right? If but as said, of right yeah. now, he's just not playing and not telling anybody why he's not playing, and that is sort of that's it's first of all, it's an issue of professionalism, but also we don't know what the problem is, so it does concern me a little bit. Like, is there something really going on with Kyrie? I don't know. I hope not. I hope he's okay. Like I hope he's okay. I, like I'm. I'm getting to a point now. He's just chosen a professional athlete who's getting paid millions and millions of dollars to play basketball. Has just chosen not to play three straight games. I'm concerned for the guy, which is strange because I'm. I'm sort of totally like sort of changed my tone on it. I get it, but I. It just. It's strange. And Kyrie has done a lot of Kyrie stuff in his career, right? Like we're not overly surprised that this is a Kyrie, that it's Kyrie doing this because Kyrie seems to be the one guy who would do this, but just sitting three games, just sit, just, just choosing not to play three games because of the, if it's true that it's because of the riots in DC and the Jacob Blake, um, none of the policemen getting charged in Wisconsin. Like if it is because of that, I mean, I understand, but also it is concerning that it's affecting him that his mind that much that every other player is playing and he's not. Like, I just, it right. is. I, I'm just like wondering what's happening. And I, I just truly think if it were something that I was going to be willing to be sympathetic towards, that Steve Nash would also be like, there'd be a lot of words of support from Steve Nash in terms of you know, yeah, we're thinking about Kyrie, you know. Th- th- Steve Nash really can't comment on it because he doesn't know what the hell's going on. But like if this were something serious and Kyrie was in a really dark place or something, I know Steve Nash would be like, yeah, I can't talk about it. But, you know, we're 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 with Kyrie. We're rooting for stuff like that. You know, that's a good point. Steve Nash won't go there. He won't go there. So and and him saying there's no timeline. We don't know when he's like. Mm -hmm. It's crazy. The whole thing is just crazy. It's really wild. It is so. flying, and you're right. It's flying very. It's very much flying under the radar because of games getting canceled and the whole COVID thing. But mm-hmm. um, I just don't. How long? And but it also does strike me as there's more to the story because even if let's just say he is sitting these games because of the protests, right? Or not mm-hmm. the protests. Not calling it a protest because of the riots, right? At what point can the team be like, all right, you got to come play? (laughs) So that's where it's like, it seems like maybe they do know and maybe there really is something going on with him because at some point 
the guy's missed three games or is going to miss three games or has already, I don't know if he's missed them or he's going to miss three games. But at some point, do they fine him? Do they hold game checks? Do they force him to come back and play? Like, under normal circumstances, if a player was just like, I'm not playing, the, the team would say, no, you're playing or we're going to fine you every game you don't show up. Mm-hmm. But right now it seems like there's like this mutual understanding between the team and Kyrie. Kyrie's not coming. So they must know more. I, like they yeah. must know more or else if they, if they literally didn't know why Kyrie was not playing, they would be finding him. They would have to find him right. at some point. Like, okay, the first game, it was the day after the riot. Tensions are like things are going on. Kyrie has always been very active in social causes and stuff like that. He's taken the day. It's been three games now. So at some point, if they don't know what's going on in his mind or what's happening with him, they would have to start finding him or suspend him or something. I, I agree. Yeah. So I, they I, must know something. There, so, and, which is why in my mind, I'm like, maybe there is something real going on with him. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, no yeah, way. We knows. don't know. I, I'm, yeah. He's the only one who I'm knows. I'm in the dark. I, I, yeah. I probably shouldn't be as negative towards the situation as I am, but it's just... Well, you've been, I mean, you've been, you're consistent though. Like you've said from the beginning, Yeah. this is sort of going in line with what you've said from the beginning, which is, and we didn't think it would be this because of this event or this would be the catalyst. But you've said from the beginning, Kyrie won't be on this team all year. Something will happen. I did say that. Yeah. (laughs) So I don't know. Maybe we're headed that way. But let's, let's see if by the time Kyrie decides he wants to play basketball again, will there even be an NBA season? Great point. You know, so maybe, maybe Kyrie just doesn't want to get COVID. Maybe he sees that the league, it, that COVID's running wild on the NBA. And he's just like, hey, I'm going to sit this one out, fellas. <laughs> he should opt out. out. I mean, isn't he, to- wait, also, isn't he like one of the vice, like, that's one of the, one of the crazy things too. He's like one of the vice presidents of the Players Association. Yeah. And he's just choosing not to play basketball. It's just so it's so it's bizarre. To me. It is bizarre. Such a bizarre situation. Um, all right, well, let's do your last. By the way, Kevin Beatty, if you're still watching, I don't know what this comment means. Uh, I think it's sarcastic and saying like we just lo- he said, "Well, guys, we legitimately can't make that argument for Kyrie after the way he publicly traded LeBron." Do you know what that means? I think he's being sarcastic, saying like it's so like he's agreeing with us. Kel- Kelvin Beatty is, but I'm not sure. Okay. I guess so. Not sure. Kevin Beatty, clear it up if you're still listening. Yeah. <laughs> um, Not sure. All right. Your last re- overreaction is that the Suns are the second best team in the West. Yeah. And obviously, the bigger overreaction there is, are they better than the Clippers? On paper, no, they're not better, but... Well, I watched the Clippers again today. The Clippers are not... The, the, I think we talked about this last... I mentioned it last week. Like, we keep calling the Clippers second best, the second best team because of Paul George and Kawhi. Yeah. But yeah. They're, they're not very good right now. So maybe it's not that much of an overreaction, but I guess the fact that they're only ten games in and, and we're arriving at that—I mean, they, they have the—they're tied for the best record in the West. And to me, it's okay. We know the star power in Devin Booker and Chris Paul, but this depth is awesome. They're incredible. Michael Bridges is way better than we thought. Is it Michael? Is that how you say it? M- yeah, Michael Bridges, and then Cameron I Johnson. I, I think I've been saying it wrong. What have you been saying, Mike? Michael or Mikel? Um, oh, Mikael. I think it's Michael Bridges. I don't Probably. know. I don't know. <laughs> um, but the, the, the depth. I mean, dude, we're not even talking. Nobody's even talking about former first overall pick DeAndre Ayton, who's 22 and is probably has a lot of room to grow. Like, we're not even talking about him because we've got guys like uh, Darius Sharich is like their eighth guy. Like, he, he's a legitimate threat. He could be a sixth man on, on most teams, you know? Um I'm so glad that we're going to get to see Devin Booker in the playoffs. Uh, I've never been a Chris Paul fan, so this is kind of out of note. You know, it's like it's not like me to be like all all aboard a Chris Paul team, but I'm I'm all aboard here because because they got the pieces and and I just want to see what I don't I don't think they're even close to the Lakers, but I want to see them give the Lakers a shot. You know, see see what Devin Booker can do in a seven game series against an elite team. Yeah. So yeah, I think like. If uh, if you were a casual fan and watch this or listen to this, and you said the Suns are the second best team in the West, you it would be an it would definitely be considered an overreaction. But if you watch back, if you watch the games this year, there's 
almost no question at this point. The Suns are just playing. I mean, they're the better team right now. All they play, they're defending. They have like six guys scoring in double figures. Chris Paul's playing great. A lot of guys are already having career years for them. And if you look at the Clippers, they've they lost by 51, right? They blew a 31-point lead to the Suns. They beat the Suns, but they were up 31 and only ended up winning by like four. So they blew that. Two nights ago, they blew a 21-point second-half lead to the Warriors, lost to the Warriors. And then today, they, they barely beat the Bulls. They are, I want to say they're 27th or 26th in the NBA in defensive efficiency right now. The Clippers are not playing good basketball. And worse, I think worse than anything, their body language on the floor, especially when things start getting tough, it's horrendous. Like those guys look like they absolutely don't want to be there. And I blame a lot of that on Kawhi Leonard. Again, I'm going to go back to Kawhi Leonard. I don't think he's a leader. And I don't think that team has a leader. And I do think that that's going to be something important. Because when you, again, I harp on it all the time. You look at Kawhi's great teams. He had, it was the Spurs. And then it was the Raptors that had a bunch of, a bunch of, NBA it had Kyle Lowry who was Kyle the guy. Is a great leader. But yeah. then you also had Marc Gasol and Serge Ibaka. And now I know this team has Serge Ibaka, but it's different now. Um I just yeah, this this team they just don't look like they're together. It looks like a team built around two two guys who are playing individual basketball and they're going to try to you know uh they're going to live or die based on whether these two guys can just fully put this team on their back and win a lot of games. And they will win a lot of regular season games. But, you know, if they lost today to the Bulls, my overreaction was going to be Ty Lue's on the hot seat already. <laughs> yeah. Because they just that, don't, that, look, that they just don't fair, look good. Yeah. They look I – didn't, I didn't, they, they lost Trez, right? They, but they replaced him with Serge. They didn't get better. The roster didn't get better, and they are not better than last year. Like, Ty Lue is not doing a better coaching job than Doc Rivers did for this team. So I just don't – I don't know. I, I, so I say all that to say I agree with you. I mean, I think my overreaction last week was that the Suns are top three. And now having watched both teams a couple times this past week, I agree that right now the Suns are the second best team. But it is an overreaction because to – anyone who hasn't actually watched games yeah well and, and it's only been 10 games that's the other overreaction element is that like but their schedule's been solid it's not like they're playing a bunch of shitty teams so that yeah. that's that's part of it and the clippers are losing to sub losing or almost losing to subpar teams like the mavs are playing well now they're on a three-game win streak because luca's playing out of his mind but when they lost to the mavs the mavs were not when they lost by 51 of the mavs the mavs were not playing good basketball the the Warriors are playing better basketball right now, but they're not a team you should blow a twenty one point second half lead to. So and then the Bulls today, the Bulls are playing good for the Bulls, but you shouldn't. It shouldn't be a you shouldn't first of all give up one hundred twenty seven points to the Bulls, and then and and also only beat them by three, like <laughs> barely not. beat them. Oh, also, if you have two of the best wing defenders in the league, Zach Levine should not be getting forty five. I'll tell you that. Yeah, well, it's just like. Yeah, and every night somebody's going off on them. Like Steph, Steph ended up with 38. Yeah. These are supposed to be two of the, like you said, arguably the two best wing defenders, right? I know, yeah, the best. Yeah, two of the best. And I mean, there were some people like that them. when they signed these two guys would have argued that Kawhi was one and Paul George was two in terms of yep. wing defenders. So it's just like they are horrible defensively. Horrible. I'm pretty sure that I'm going to double try to double check before we wrap up right now, but I think – I think the Bulls had 60 points in the paint in this game, which I think might be a franchise record or something. I saw something on the broadcast when I was watching. Um, but, oh, no, it wasn't the Bulls game. It must have been a different game. They had 42 points in the paint. Um, but, yeah, they just – they don't look good. And the Suns do look very good. And and like And the fact that it's only 10 games in is probably – a feather in the sun's cap more so than anything, because they're basically a brand new team and the Clippers have a, have their other than Trez, they have their core back and they yeah. look like they got worse. 
And the, and the fact that we're not even calling Luke Kennard part of their core, like that signing was brutally bad. Well, it's not working. And Pat Beverly's bad. Pat Beverly's not a good player. Um, by the way, Lou Williams today had his best game of the year. If he didn't have his best game of the season, they probably lose to the Bulls. Definitely. Like Lou yeah. Will might have regressed. I mean, he's getting old. He can't do it forever. Mm-hmm. Like if Lou Williams has had any regression and Pat Beverly is clearly just not a very good player anymore. You're really, I mean, you are a whole, you are totally, totally banking on these two guys carrying you to the promised land. Were you about Paul to say whole hit. hog? Were you about to go whole yeah, hog? Yeah, whole hoggedly. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. Zach Levine really went off though. He had 45 tonight. 45. Zach Levine had 45. Kawhi Leonard and Paul George are the two best wing defenders in the NBA and Zach Levine had 45. You know who looks like a stud as we wrap up here? Uh, let me guess. Are you going to say Patrick Williams? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. that guy rules. Um, I saw some headline. LeBron compared his hands to Kawhi or something. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, because so. they, he, he, they, they played the other day and Patrick Williams was guarding him the whole time and he's like, so the first thing I noticed about him is he's got Kawhi hands and he's smart. And he said they got a good one. That team's... Dude, I don't think the Bulls are too, too far away, man. Really don't. They're, they're very interesting. They are fascinating because Zach Levine could really... I mean, Zach Levine's the kind of guy who eventually could be a could lead the league in scoring. Right? Like, that's a yeah. guy that I would trust to put the ball in his hands to get a bucket at any time in the game. And I talk about that all the time, which is that's the most important skill to have in the NBA. Because there's so few guys that you can say... At any point in the game, I trust you to get a bucket from anywhere on the floor. And he's the kind of guy who actually has that kind of skill set. Yeah. So they have that guy. Now you got LeBron talking about how Patrick Williams is Kawhi type of, could be a Kawhi type of defender. And he's 19 years old. And then Kobe White's just just starting to play really good. I mean, yeah. And Markkinen's not even playing, by the way. I was going to say, we haven't mentioned two other lottery picks in Wendell Carter Jr. and, and uh, Markkinen. Well, Markkinen right. hasn't been playing. I know. I'm just saying. We're, Which, we, by the way, they've started to play pretty good without him. I did. I did happen to notice that, but I've been so bullish on Larry Markkinen that I'm not. Yeah, I'm but not hey, ready to acknowledge to, it. Tr- so. Trade him and trade him and go get a vet. Yeah, go get like a good piece. You know. Yeah, or maybe two two nice role players. I don't know. Well, that would be a piece. One. Yeah, I know what you mean. Go get a nice piece. Nice piece. I mean, Markkinen guy's guy's a pretty nice piece. I wouldn't be able to tell you, but oh, he he is a pretty nice piece. Oh yeah, he's a nice okay. Piece. Sorry, I misunderstood. He he is a nice piece. Um, so you got to get a if you're going to trade that piece, you got to get another good piece back. Got to. Um, all right, I think this episode's over. Pretty good hour and two minutes uh, with pretty much all dog shit basketball today. Oh yeah, that's right. I guess we should update since that's what this show is supposed to be about. Um, the full scoreboard for tonight. Uh. Let's go. Denver beat the Knicks 114-89. OKC beat Brooklyn 129-116. The Clippers, we already talked about that game a bunch. Utah beat Detroit 96-86. There's three games still going on right now. Uh, the Lakers are up. Well, the Lakers are beating, are blowing out the Rockets, and that game is basically over. There's two minutes left. Um, the Spurs and the T-Wolves, a game that literally no one on the planet cares about, is in the third quarter, and it's close. And the Warriors are up 10 on the Ra- on the Raptors at halftime. Warriors are playing good basketball. You 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 have this is one I will give you all the credit for. You the have Draymond 100% thing? nailed the impact Draymond would have on this team when he came back because they they are an actual they are like a competent basketball team at this point. Yeah. And even I mean Steph's playing better. Everyone Kelly Oubre is still awful. There was a stat. Did you see? Okay, be, I'll wrap with this. Did you see that Reddit stat the other day about Oubre, involving no. Kelly Oubre in three point shooting? No. Um, hold on. Someone texted it to me, but I also saw it on Twitter. Let me just find it. Go back and find it. Um, it was something like the Warriors right now, and this was before tonight's game, obviously. But it was something like the Warriors are seventeenth. Here it is. Golden State is currently 19th in the league in three-point percentage. If Kelly Oubre had not shot any threes, they'd be fourth. 
<laughs> oh my god, that is a hell of a stat. That's wild. How many has he taken? Probably a bunch. Um, Probably at he, least he, like... at the time this was doesn't have a date on it, but this was at the time he was six for forty five on the year. That's amazing. That is amazing. So you're telling me if Kelly Oubre had just gotten hurt and missed the first ten games of the year, they'd be or if they just played other guys. Yeah. Well. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Because those other guys, even though no one knows who they are, they've been shooting the ball really well. So yeah. obviously. So. God, Kelly Oubre's got to turn it around after how hard you know I what? went at Sam. How Preston. about this? Markinen and Oubre, those are those are two pieces. There's two 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 good those looking are so pieces. Two, yeah. Those are two pretty good looking pieces. Maybe yeah. trade them for each other. Yeah. Maybe swap. That's those, a good way to wrap. That. Maybe swap those pieces. <laughs> All right, we'll see you guys tomorrow. Later.